0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Ryan Kent faces a two-match ban after being charged by the Scottish FA for lashing out at Scott Brown Stephen Gerrard says Alfredo Morelos has been fined for his red card and must now look in the mirror And no Uchi Ikpiatsu at Ibrox tomorrow but he will make the Edinburgh Derby I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Stephen McGowan and Gordon DL Yes Gordon, good evening and obviously the Rangers-Celtic, Celtic-Rangers game still taking all the headlines I'm sure we'll get plenty of calls tonight Still rumbling on about Sunday's exciting game and Celtic's victory, which obviously clinched the league. And look forward to tomorrow night, a full card, and then the weekend before the split. So plenty to talk about. Stephen McGowan, it has uh, been quite a weekend in Scottish football, as always, to be fair, but we've managed to surpass ourselves on this occasion, I think. Well, you know, we say that, but that particular fixture never fails to disappoint in that regard. We can't be poor faced about it. I mean, we live for this stuff sometimes. What we don't live for is the off-the-field unfortunate incidents which are blighting the game and which have got people reacting in the way they have. 0141 951 1025. That is the number you need. And if you would rather tweet, we are at Clyde SSB. As always, bonus points for talking about the actual football. Uh, and we've got a full fixture card tomorrow as well. So we don't have too long to dwell on what happened at the weekend because it's right back in about it tomorrow evening as well. So 0141 951 1025. Five. The breaking news today, if you like, is that Ryan Kent faces a two-match ban. He's been charged by the Scottish FA uh, for lashing out at Scott Brown. I think we've, we're going over all grounds here, but let's remind ourselves of the way the process works. That can only kick in if the referee Bobby Madden misses it, which he did. Uh, he's now been handed a notice of complaint. If he accepts the suspension, he misses tomorrow night against Hearts and Sunday against Motherwell. If not, then a hearing takes place on Thursday any surprise that he's been Surely, with? I mean, they looked like the most open and shut of open and shut cases and the, the compliance officer had until 3pm today to decide if she wanted to pursue it. She's decided to go for it and I think it would have been a far bigger surprise if she hadn't. Um, you know, I, I, I suspect that there will be a two-game. He will miss the games against Motherwell. It would it be the weekend? It hurts tomorrow and hearts then tomorrow well. would yeah. be weekend after, yeah. But I mean, you play tomorrow night, I would think, because the hearing is going to be on Thursday afternoon. Gordon Deal, any surprise for you that that charge was handed out today? Uh, absolutely not. Um, when we were at the ground on Sunday, Gordon, I think every official missed it, obviously, or Ryan Kent would have been in serious problems. Um, no, the lad deserves his too much ban, and I don't see any way they can challenge that. 0141-951-1025 Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard He says Alfredo Morelos has been fined by the club For his sending off And the striker has shown remorse He believes he's a top player But only if his discipline improves I think he has um, showed remorse And accepted the punishment I've gave him His representation We've spoke to them as well So everyone's on the same page And now it's just a decision for the club And the people above me To decide where the fine goes to But Alfredo's accepted it Showed remorse And he's apologised I think he put that public himself Which I think was the right thing to do And um, we, we draw a line under it You know, now moving forward We hope Alfredo learns the hard way And... Um, we wait now for him to return to, to help us in the final push. We hope he learns from it and, and comes back and, and improves that side of his game because if he does, he will be regarded as a top player. If he doesn't, he's at big risk that 
people's opinion of him won't change Now the Rangers manager also outlined today What the next steps are for Morelos He says the Colombian needs to take a look in the mirror And think about what effect his decisions are having On fans and teammates One-to-one chats with him With, with his people Showing him his behaviour Showing him examples of other people That have had similar situations Myself included Being there for him For himself to talk and ask And using his close friends and allies in the team I'll continue to support and help him He's still our player He's still a top player He's still got an awful lot to offer this football club But at the weekend I had to be firm and, and stamp down And I think he, he understands that I think the other players in the dressing room Understand that I think it needed it We've addressed it and we move on In certain situations I, I You can empathise with any individual you know the heat at the moment it's an emotional game there's a lot at stake for the supporters for the players for everyone involved so people make mistakes people are human you know it does happen not just in this game in, in any game where it's tense and emotions are running high but when it happens as regular as it has then you've got to do what you think's best for the individual for the team and the club and that's what I've tried to do Can I ask you what you did to kind of sort that out for yourself? Uh, I had a good look in the mirror <laughs> That's the first thing you've got to do. You've got to basically accept your own actions and be responsible for them. Think of other people. Think about his teammates. Think about what his teammates have got to go through without him. Think about what the supporters have got to go through when you know the best player or the top scorer has got to leave the pitch with many minutes left and the supporters can't watch Alfredo for four games. So I think what you've got to do is you've got to think of other people and you've got to take ego and, and stuff out of it and think of others. Come on then, let's hear from you 0141-951-1025 What do you make of Stephen Gerrard's take there on Alfredo Morelos? It seems to be the same speech Time in, time out um, If it was his second time for instance And I can understand because Until you play in these games Gordon You have no idea You just completely lose what you're doing at times There's people that can handle it And people that can't Now Morelis obviously showed he can't handle that side of it. I don't know if it was the pressure of... He didn't start well. I, I, I said that in commentary in the first 30-odd minutes. He didn't start well. Um, he's not scored against Celtic. The boy's desperate for that. Now, we can all say he's a terrific talent. He's a centre-forward that's been sent off five times. How many times is Steven Gerrard going to come out with this statement? If he wasn't an asset... Mm. He bout the door by now And he's a lucky lad That he is an asset Because he is a terrific player And he can score goals Well you know it's interesting Ryan Jack Before the kick off on Sunday Ryan Jack went over to Alfredo Morelos Put two fingers to his temples As if to say Keep the heat today Mm. Keep the heat Took 31, 32 minutes for that to, To go out the window And You look at Ryan Jack Who was sent off four times last season Hasn't been sent off at all this season Now They're but for the grace But he looks like a guy Who is learning his lesson That has to be the key Doesn't it Do you learn your lesson Alfredo Morelos isn't doing that And I know that His representatives They've been concerned for some time By the image Morelos is gathering They think it's unfair in some way Well they must have had their head In their hands after 32 Mm. minutes already I think Stephen He's putting the Rangers manager In a real difficult position Because He cannot afford To say I'll tell you what Here's how you're going to learn your lesson You ain't playing that's not going to happen because he's an asset. They they see money in the lad. He's so, also Rangers' best player in terms well, of trying to win, yeah, that's, trying, that's trying to win a game. Point, yeah, but you cannot keep 
depending and, and keeping your fingers crossed and hope he's learnt his lesson and he's full full of remorse and we'll find him a week's wages. Well, to be fair, Something I think this has is... to be done to get this lad yeah, but, sorted out. But by the looks of it, this would be the first time there has been a fine. This, this yeah. seems as if there is now a change in approach. Um, the, the thing about this would be Stephen McGowan, if he is sold in the summer, Rangers fans are only going to th- see him three more times because there's seven games left. He's banned for four of them. Yeah, I mean, the problem is that it's going to come out The Rangers are looking for Moussa Dembele money For Alfredo Morelos 18 to 20 million pounds Well if you are a manager In Germany Where we're led to believe His interests Or anyone else Looking at Alfredo Morelos You're thinking Well yeah he's a talent But am I going to gamble That amount of money on him And that is the problem And the worry for Rangers Is he going to become A diminishing asset Because he is letting himself Down in the pitch And it goes back to Steven Gerrard's core point is he going to recognise his ability and his full talent? Is he going to go to where he, he thinks he should go to if he keeps behaving like this? Stephen McGowan and Gordon DL here taking your calls 01419511025. That is the number Douglas and Denison's dialed. Hi, Douglas. Hi there. How you doing, Panny? Right? Yes, Douglas. What's your point tonight? Yeah, I just wanted to ask the guys, you know, obviously back in December after the old firm game, Scott Arfield sort of mimics Scott Brown by doing this sort of trademark posture. And in my opinion, Scott Brown, he took that out of the pinch of salt, just like the rest of the Celtic players. They went over to the corner, they thanked the fans, and it seemed like they went down the tunnel quite gracefully. I'm just wondering why three months later, after, you know, the sort of roles being reversed, why there's been an absolute outcry. You know, John Kennedy yesterday made the point that the game finished in that corner. So it didn't really seem like he had any choice but to sort of celebrate where the ball went out. I was wondering what the guy's opinion is on the sort of outcry now from... People sort of just jumping Scott Brown's back. Well, um, Douglas, I was at the game uh, that you're talking about with Arfield, and I watched how Rangers celebrated, and rightly so. There was a lot of pressure on them. They wanted to win that game, close that gap. It was just so vital for them, and they celebrated. Scott Brown, correct. He took a bit of flack, but he's an experienced guy. We said on the show, I think it was his 35th O'Firm game. He knows how to handle this situation. And he wound Rangers players up on Sunday. And he waited his time. Now, what I will say is, during the game, I think Rangers players reacted to Scott Brown. And Scott Brown, to me, is totally innocent of, apart from a wee flick, which was absolutely nothing, totally innocent. I watched the game when the game's finished. Douglas is right. Scott Brown, when the game is finished, was in that end of the pitch. But... Let's not be kidded here. He celebrated towards the Rangers fans as well. But here's another thing for I'm not making excuses. When Rangers scored their equaliser, the full Stephen, you were there, the dugout was out and there were Rangers staff celebrating towards the Celtic fans as well. I said after the game, and it's very hard, Gordon, and I keep touching, boys will tell you that's played in this. Emotion's unbelievable. Staff, players, managers, everybody on that pitch has got a responsibility. They really have, and I know it's hard. Scott Brown, I thought, could have easily got away from that situation. Andy Halliday shouldn't gotten involved as well. Oh, well, should footballers noise up opposition fans after winning a game? It seems unnecessary to me. Um, I think it's also the case that Police Scotland tell players before these games don't antagonise fans. Mm. However... There's a narrative springing up here and I think it deserves to be challenged. There seems to be some kind of message coming out that 
you know, if a player does this, he influences what happens in the city centre after the game. I, I just don't buy that. I'm sorry. You know, I, I accept that there is a responsibility, but spare me the stuff that if some Ned in the city centre has a loss of personal responsibility, is somehow the fault of a football player. You know, good luck to the accused who stands in the dock of a court and says, ah, well, Scott, mm. Scott Brown or Andy Halliday or Alfredo Morelos made me do it. You know, mm. it's on them. It's no one else. You know, Scott Brown took out a fishing rod on Sunday he hooked a couple of whoppers. It was amateur dramatic level, pantomime villain stuff. But you know what? I think Rangers should be more annoyed that they took the bait. Just generally, right? And I know we always struggle with generally because people want to criticise their opposition players. And the, you know the way the rivalry works in this city. Overall, are fans now way more sensitive about oh, this God, sort of thing yeah. than they used to be? Because I, I thought the Scottish football, there was a time, and again, please forget that it's Scott Brown, forget it's Celtic, Rangers, whatever. I just feel like there was a time when we used to pride ourselves on being able to to handle this sort of thing, being able to, to slag each other and get slagged back and wind each other up. It, it now seems like we, across the board, we, we don't like it anymore. Gordon, I played in my first one, um, I was 18 years of age, 1980-81. And it was at Celtic Park, it was old days where they, they called the jungle where the Celtic fans were. And I'm as honest as I can be standing here. I, I was very fortunate to score after five minutes. And I ran over to the jungle to celebrate. And that's why I know, personally, you can get carried away with this. Now, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm with Stephen here. I don't blame Scott Brown for anything. The only slight thing is the Rangers players and the, the Rangers staff celebrate. And we've all, we've all been there. Scott Brown had a celebration because it meant so much to him because of the criticism he took at Ibrox. People were saying it's his worst ever game. He's finished. Uh, you know, the criticism he came in for was incredible. But he's bounced back as the character he is and he showed that. So I know what like it is to get carried away. And even in the, those days, I was very fortunate because something came out from the supporters thrown at me, right? And... I realised then as a young player, this isn't just a normal game. The emotions of players. Yeah, but the point, the, the, the point that Stephen's making is that man or woman who threw that at you, is that not their fault rather than yours? Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't have been thrown. But what I'm saying is, I was part of that running over there to the Celtic fans if they say, you know, I scored against mm -hmm. Celtic. But it's just emotions, it's everything that's caught up in it. And and we will never change it. I don't care what anybody says. We will not change this because we've said it for years upon years. I think to answer your question, Gordon, I think people don't want to take personal responsibility any longer. You know, everything is someone else's fault. Listen, if you indulge in unacceptable behaviour inside the football ground or outside the football ground, that's your fault. It's on you. Thank you to Douglas and Dennison. We heard from Stephen Gerrard talking about Alfredo Morelos, Rangers fans. I'd love to know uh, what you made of, of what the manager had to say today. Where do we go uh, from here on in with Alfredo Morelos? Scott is a Rangers fan in Postle Park. What do you think, Scott? Hi, Scott. Have you got us? Hmm? Sorry, are you there? No worries, Scott. Hello. We've got you now. On you go. Aye. Um, I watched the old Forum game and I honestly see Alfredo Morelos. He doesn't seem to care about anybody bar himself. So me personally, I think that he shouldn't play for Rangers again, and that's how deeply I feel about it. Because he's been, he's been gave chance after chance after chance. He's not it's not once or twice. Is that is that the fourth or fifth time he's been sent off now? Yeah, fifth. Yeah. He, he, he cares about nobody bar himself, and we've all we've all 
uh, backed him to the hilt. He's just no learning. And as for Scott Brown, I don't think Scott Brown was that wrong. This was done in football. I think you've got to... He gives it out, so you've got to take it back. You know, you don't react half thrown elbows and everything. What, what, what Mimmel's expecting, you know what I mean? Uh, Stephen, on Alfredo Morelos then... <laughs> How difficult a situation is it for Rangers? Because if you keep advertising this fact yeah. that he's got a disciplinary issue by not playing him as if he's you know he's banished from the team, then that alerts other clubs to the fact that, well, surely you're going to knock a couple of million off Absolutely. the asking price then, so it's tough. Absolutely. I mean, people talk as if somehow what happened on Sunday is going to influence the future of Alfredo Morelos. I think it was already set before then he would be leaving in the summer anyway. Because he's a, he's a high price asset. And let's be honest, Stephen Gerrard has a team... More rebuilding to do this summer Where is the money going to come from to do that? They have to sacrifice Alfredo Morelos To get other players in And there's nothing wrong with that But with regards to Scott's point um, You know, you can't say to Alfredo Morelos Right, that's it, you're finished You can't send that message out Because you rightly say, Gordon They're looking for big money Them barely dollars as we used to call it They're looking for big money for Alfredo Morelos And you don't get that If you advertise the fact that you're Ostracising your own, your own player And Gordon Does it really have an impact now Like I say We're running out of time There's seven mm. games left He's banned for four of them So by leaving him out The other three does, does, does that really get the message home? There's no chance You'll be left out there Three Gordon He's an asset to Rangers Stephen's right I think that I feel sorry for Rangers Because I think Rangers Behind the scenes Have tried everything To help this lad and I feel sorry for the lad because he's a great talent. Everybody talks about how good a talent he is. But it's just unfortunate. Maybe Scottish football doesn't suit him. I think there will be buyers in the summer as much as they will look at the fact of the, his discipline. But I think there's always coaches and managers out there that says, I'm the guy that can yeah. change him. I'm the guy that can yeah. change him. Yeah. I think that Rangers will play him in the last three games. Hope he scores another couple of goals. And I think he'll be out of Ibrox by the summer. When you go, Scott. Yeah, it's not that his football's no match there. I do like him, but he's been gave so many chances. He doesn't seem to care about anybody else. So I would, I would sell him in the money we get for him. Sign Ryan Kent if we could, you know. Yeah, you can certainly see why Scott's coming up with that because in the, the I mean, today Ryan Kent's now been banned. But that that bit aside, yeah. he's he clearly showed what he can do in a footballing the, sense at the weekend. The thing with Ryan Kent, and he's shown he is a big game player. You know, if you take out the, the, the disappointing side of Sunday, I thought he had a terrific second half. Scored a really an excellent goal. Him and James Tavernier dragged Rangers up by the bootstraps. And he is obviously a very good asset. The problem with what happened on Sunday is that it advertises that against the best team in Scotland. And therefore, if you're an English manager, you're looking at Ryan Kent and thinking, yeah, you know what? He might be worth spending nine million quid on. Well, I'll go down to how Liverpool feel because they'll look at this lad and think he's got an opportunity maybe the following season. And what normally happens, and we've witnessed it before up here, the big clubs, for instance, Man City, will send their players up, they'll bring them back down and then they'll maybe, for another loan, stick them out to a top championship side because they look at the Scottish game as, well, they're not getting challenged week in, week out, especially if you're with Celtic or Rangers. So the mate looked at I thought I'm I'm with you I thought second half He was absolutely terrific Stephen McGowan And Gordon DL Here to take your calls Get them in We'll hear from Celtic's Callum McGregor next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Gordon DL and Stephen McGowan here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're on the phones and we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, Alan is on. He says, No one blames players for crowd and support or trouble, but as the stars of the teams, they have a strong influence on fans. Well behaved matches. Reflect on fan behaviour afterwards And vice versa uh, We heard from Stephen Gerrard earlier on Accepting Alfredo Morelos You know the, the punishment giving him a fine But Angus is still not having it I'm listening to SSB I've never heard so much rubbish If you are walking and someone clips your heels What do you do to defend yourself? Well you certainly don't turn around And give them a smash uh, That's for sure And put yourself into such trouble That you get a red card And let everybody down 0141 is the number on the phones. Uh, Willie's in Easterhouse. Hi, Willie. Hi, hi, Gordon. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Hugh. You're the same age as myself. Well, Hugh's not, Hugh's not here tonight, Willie. It's Stephen McGowan th- and Gordon I think you're meaning Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as I, I, I remember Dave Mackay and Billy Bremner, that photograph years ago when he grabbed me the scuff and I could say, hey, hey, you cut that out. Something like Scott Brown needed some of that on Sunday, I think, because I'm, I'm a Rangers fan, obviously. But I said, just, it was very grabbing his scruffy neck. Hey, you cut that out. <laughs> that's my opinion for Sunday. Well, listen, the game's diff- it's a different era now. I think that's Willie's, mm. Willie's point, isn't it? It's completely different, and you, well, we're seeing that in the reaction to some of the incidents. That's a great picture, isn't there? Willie will remember of uh, Dave Mackay with Billy Bremner got yep, by, the, that, by, yeah. by, the, by the collar. And he's just, that was a different, different era. And you, you know, Willie. These things are refereed and there's cameras on everywhere now. You don't get away with anything now. It's a surveillance society in the live broadcasting era. And players have to either accept that or they're going to get done. That's the way it is. And that is that's the point, Gordon, because like the tweet we just read out, you know, no one's saying that um, Alfredo Morelos or Ryan Kent can't react, but just, mm. just react appropriately. Just react in a way that won't get you sent off, whether that's yeah. give Scott Brown a bit of verbals, let him know, you know, next 50-50, all these old things you used to hear in, in football. Just You can react, but we, it just has to be an appropriate reaction that we, won't get you sent off. We go back to the, the old days, and, and our game's that interesting, Gordon. We've got movie stars from America now talking about it. Vinnie Jones, ex-player, who quite rightly said... And I love the way he came out with it. He says, do you know what? what? I would have just waited my turn and then smashed him. And sometimes that's the way... I don't mean smash... But when it's a in 50... A tackle, yeah. yeah, go in there and show him that you're going to be part of the game, going to be strong. Or, but don't react in the way because Scott Brown, 35 Old Firm games, knows what he's doing, very clever, well done to him. Rangers players took the bite and Ryan Kent... Is a very lucky boy that he was still on the pitch. Oh, I, I mean, I disagree with Vinnie Jones, Gordon. Enough to say, I mean, I think, I think any response has to be measured, has to be controlled, has to be legal, you know, because I lost the control from Alfredo Morelos. Mm. It did Rangers no good whatsoever on Sunday. Well, I, I think that what he was probably saying was, wait your turn, because it always happens, it always comes around, and there's a 50 50 there. Going is strong to say, look, I'm not going to be I'm not taking the bait here I'm not going to be bullied yeah. If there's a ball there I'm going to win it Yeah I'm not saying do it illegally Of course I'm not I'm just saying Do it in a different mm. way Let's hear from Callum McGregor He's defending Scott Brown As you, I suppose you would expect But he says the Celtic captain Didn't do anything wrong He's been criticised in, in various places For winding players up And celebrating On Sunday McGregor says though It's wrong to point the finger I don't think um, you know Scott did anything wrong. Uh, I think you know these wee 
you know, tactical mind games, whatever you want to call them, are, are part of football. And you know, and he, and he actually never done a lot wrong. You see, the Morelos one, he, he runs across the path him, and you know, he gets that reaction. So, um, you know, people can can say what they want about Scott Brown, but that didn't warrant the reaction that he got. And you know, he was he was basically assaulted twice in the game, you know, for a bit of mind games and a bit of tactics, and um, you know, that's nothing for for anyone to speak about Scott and, and his behaviour. It's it's obviously the other side. With Scott, obviously, he's got massive experience, and you know that helps you in games like that. Um, you know he knows how to you know control everything, control the middle of the pitch, control the fans. He he's so good at it. You know he's the best. He's definitely the best in Scotland at it. So um, it's somebody you want in your team. And, and again, I thought he was outstanding in the game as well. So you know to have somebody of that experience on your team, then you know it's ultimately going to help you. Stephen, I'm sure you've heard this argument, you've seen it on social media numerous times, perhaps heard it elsewhere, that while Scott Brown perhaps didn't deserve a red card or anything for what he did, people are now saying things like um, he lacks the, the class of a Celtic captain from, from years gone by. What would your response be to those accusations? I don't think Billy McNeil would have done that. I don't think Danny McGrain would have done it, but Scott Brown is Scott Brown. I mean, I think from, if you're looking at it, Rangers... They have to forget Scott Brown Scott Brown is not the issue for Rangers now He's really not that important He's not going to influence the way mm. the season's going to end now You know, I mean, Stephen Gerrard won't fixate on it Because he knows there are far bigger issues he needs to focus on now you know, The team haven't won for five games You know, they've won three of the last ten games Since beating Aberdeen in February the 6th They lost on Sunday because, you know, poor defending for both goals There were critical lapses in discipline uh, there are two red cards that mean, you know, that they're looking at more suspensions now with Ryan Kent. You could possibly have another two games after that. You know, and, and, and then you have the Alfredo Morelos issue. Rangers have big issues to confront. And I'm sorry, but Scott Brown should be well down the list of things Stephen Gerrard feels he has to fix. Thank you to Willie in Easterhouse. Let's speak to Jamie in Perth. Hi, Jamie. How you doing? Good, thanks. What's your point tonight? Uh, just, well, just a quick point, but just after uh, listening there, I mean... Uh, we've all got team. We've all teams. All got players like that. I think maybe one of the things that maybe annoys a lot of the Rangers fans is that maybe Scott Brown and the way he played the game on Sunday. Uh, I know a few of them aren't going to like this, but this is maybe the kind of exact kind of player they want to have in their team. Someone who is just driving the ball. Because am I right in saying did uh, Brownie not get man of the match as well? I think. But uh, anyway, that's 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 the side point. My, my main point that was phoning was just to see. Do you think now that? Morelos has been given his fifth, fifth red card of the season. Do you think that's him uh, out of any contention of uh, any player of the, the year awards? And also, uh, do you think that we can hand out an award to someone who's had five red cards? Stephen McGowan. Really interesting. We were here last week. We were talking about this, the player of the year, and I thought Alfredo Morelos was a contender. He still scored 29 goals. I think the interesting thing about Sunday was that, me personally, and people will say I'm wrong If you give me the choice between Alfredo Morelos and Odson Edward And this is a city we're in We make comparisons all the time I would maybe have said You know what, Morelos' goals give him the edge for me But Edward on Sunday was terrific I'm not saying he's going to be in the player of the year list But, you know, Morelos The trouble with every time this happens He's slightly tainted And his reputation slightly dented and that's a crying shame because for me, the guy's talent and to say to, to say anything other is churlish. I mean, Gordon, if it's the PFA vote we're talking about, then the players vote for that. So we're asking you to try and get inside the heads of other people and, that and, and judge whether their decision will be impacted by this. So it's not an easy question, but what do you think? Well, I've been involved in the voting process when I was a player, Gordon. And I've got to say that I would never, I would never change my mind in a vote 
Because of a player's discipline record I would look at the overall season I would look at what he's achieved in this season And then I'd make my mind up Playing against the, the, the player How I felt that he played So I wouldn't look at Okay, it doesn't help you in your record But I wouldn't look at the fact that Morelos has been sent off five times And let Rangers down The lad still Take the five cards away he still had a ter- 29 goals in a return And he's missed a right few games Is not bad for a centre forward So you've got to give him a bit of credit The other vote that. will be your, yourself Stephen the, the football writers will vote Would yeah. that would that come into your thinking? Yeah, I can always speak for myself I mean the point is I think he's missed 10 games Is it for suspension mm. so far? I, I think that was a number I saw I figured I saw Fortin about the weekend By how the many, end of this one perhaps yeah, yeah. How many goals? Would he score if he didn't have these games of suspension? And you know, it, it, my guess is that he would be good for a goal, and at least half of them anyway. You know, we're guessing, but and then his case would be beyond dispute. If you're if you're over thirty goals for the season, it's just a real shame. I just think it's really sad that a guy with real talent is, as Stephen Gerrard puts it, not giving himself the best possible chance to fulfil his absolute every ounce of of of, of potential. Jamie, you want to come back in? No, I'm fine with that That's, that's answered it well Okay, oh, there cheers we go. Right. There we go Very polite, short and sweet Thank you, Jamie uh, In Perth We'll go straight back to the football tomorrow, Gordon mm. um, I mean, if Rangers do decide That they don't want to accept Ryan Kent's charge immediately he, He'll play So we may not have to, to worry about his omission Alfredo Morelos won't be involved And that's, that's a huge game Because as always When we get a big outcry And a big fallout Like the one from Sunday the football stuff gets a bit lost And I think Stephen mentioned that earlier on Rangers have no wins in five Kilmarnock are six points behind them So it's, there's, there's no time to take your foot off the gas Yeah and Kilmarnock I think uh, From right host Hibs uh, After a 5-0 thrashing of Hamilton So they're in good form uh, They're six points behind I don't, I can't see them catching Rangers Although Rangers have got difficult games Because they then go to Motherwell and Sunday, which uh, is going to be a real difficult one for them, minus obviously a few of their, their, their top players. I'm not surprised that they want Kent in the team tomorrow night. I think that, you know, in front of a packed house, probably against Heartside, it'll come there and make it very difficult. We've, we've gave all the stats about how many games they've won. Rangers need to start winning games, mm. Gordon. And there's no Andy Halliday, Stephen, of course. No. Barisic is injured as well. So there are a few issues for Stephen Gerrard to iron out. Left back is the most obvious one. I mean, they, they, he does have John Farnigan, but you also have the intriguing scenario of Lee Wallace, the former captain, coming back in. He's barely played a game. You know, Lee Wallace is still part of the team, he's still part of the squad. He could come back in from there. I mean, Farnigan, unconvincing for me defensively, anyway, and, he, and he's really falling out of the I, picture. I, I would find it amazing that we would see Lee Wallace. I, I think Lee Wallace has got so much to offer, but I think, what was it about? 40 odd 50 minutes or so I could yeah, be wrong St Johnston at, at Christmas yeah. time Yeah, yeah. Was apart, the last one. apart from that He's never been seen So just to Bring him in Out the cold mm. And have Flanagan there Who's played left back When he brought him up From you know Down south I would find it I, I wouldn't be against it But I would it's find it Very you like it, you, like it, you like it Tom Rogic's coming off the bench After three months out on Sunday You know And he, he looked so off the pace It was <laughs> unbelievable yeah. uh, So it just shows you It's not easy Let's hear again from Callum McGregor Talking about the Alfredo Morelos incident McGregor says They all know he's easy to provoke well, I think you can see You know his, his record over the season You know If people You know Provoke him uh, You know um, Try and get in his head Or whatever Then he, he, he's going to react And 
you know, I don't think that's any different in a, in a big game for us. We're always, you know, trying to get the edge, whether it's, you know, football-wise or, you know, tactical as well, then, you know, you try and get any advantage you can to, to win these games because at the end of the day, all that matters is the result. You know, the players are, you know, the professional footballers, they understand what they see in, in other games and, you know, they're not they're they're stupid, so they know how to win games. There's, there's different ways of winning football matches and, you know, as I say, if you can, if you can provoke people or... Or do things to get an advantage, then you know that's it's, it's fair game. Is that fair game, or does that because you yeah. clearly the reaction from some people so that doesn't sit right with them? As an ex player, yeah, I, I do think it's fair game. So, uh, as long as you don't don't overstep the rules, them. yeah, don't break, so. the, break the rules, and it's up to the player that you know you're having a little go at, you know how to press his buttons. And if he reacts, Gordon, you're the winner. As, as Scott Brown was standing there, and the pictures all over the papers. And on the TV, he's standing there smiling. If they say to Morales, I've just caught you. I've is it, got you is a, it, a, a beauty. Is it fair game for you, Stephen? Well, it's, it's open season in Alfredo Morales. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, Scott Brown isn't the first. We've seen Scott McKenna of Aberdeen. We've seen Kurt Broadfoot of Kilmarnock. Um, you could argue what, what, what Broadfoot did was a bit more calculated than what Scott Brown did. You know, it's, it's hard to prove intent in these things. But it's perfectly obvious what's going on here. Managers are inviting their players to go out with a fishing rod and catch themselves a whopper. And it's happening far too often. 01419511025. Give us a call. We'll get to that next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Stephen McGowan here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. As always, there are two ways for you to get in touch. You can give us a call on 0141 951 1025 or you can tweet at Clyde SSB. Uh, Roscoe says Gerard will do everything in his power to keep Morelos. He's under contract. He'll score more goals next season, and if his temper's managed, he'll be worth even more. More importantly, he needs, he's needed to stop nine in a row Morelos is going nowhere He says uh, Martin McLaughlin Stop the excuse That Morelos and Kent Are young and learning Big Iyer was booted In the first game by McGregor Was in at the heavy side Of challenges on Sunday But kept his cool Got on with it And had a tremendous game End of I said earlier on The football always gets lost After mm-hmm. a, a day like I thought, that You know what I thought Christopher Iyer Had a terrific game on Sunday Really Really terrific game I mean, you, The uh, the highlights in the BBC were, were, were really telling In the last couple of months Am I allowed to say that Is that okay Oh absolutely You oh, have said you, it now you. Oh well too Press late. the button quick Too late uh, Yeah it's out, the, it's out the bottle now Yeah I thought the highlights Showed some terrific defending In the last four or five minutes And it's not just strength Physical strength He appears to be mentally strong as well And he's really coming on As a player and, and yeah, the age thing again. I think people possibly do forget he's twenty. Yeah, and uh, the the one thing I liked about him on Sunday was right at the end with the tackle with Warrell, and what he showed, how much it meant mm. to him. He wanted that. He wanted to make sure he kept that ball out the net. Where his strength, and I think you're right, Stephen, he's becoming a better defender. But where I think his strength is for Celtic, the way they play. It's the way he goes forward And when he goes forward with the ball He's very confident He can pick out a pass He he looks comfortable on the ball Whereas on Sunday when you've seen For instance at the other end uh, Warrell coming forward He panics He gives the ball away And puts mm. his team under severe pressure I think Ayer I at 20 is a real talent And Stephen that's where I feel We always have a duty to talk about the football And remind everyone that we actually had a really good football game At the weekend You've you've already picked out Ryan Kent Has been a standout for Rangers You've now picked out Christopher Ayer There was a lot to like about the football 
Yeah, I thought Tavernier had a really good second half as well. You know, Celtic a good performance as well. Before his mistake, I assume you mean. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Sorry, but going, going, and I thought, but this is that actually you, you touched on the problem with James Tavernier going forward. He's excellent. Oh, the goal was great, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Going, you're driving Rangers forward when he needed to, but then defensively he's going to get caught out. And you know what? Sometimes I think when you look at the strengths of Rangers and, and where they're at, you wonder if they wouldn't try three five two sometimes. And play him as a wing back. Him as a wing back, maybe you know you could have Barisic as the left wing back, mm-hmm. three central defenders, tighten them up a bit. The, the question would be, who would be a, you know you'd have, you know who your two strikers would be, but could they play together? Morelos and Defoe. Well, uh, every time I've watched them, and it's not been that often uh, playing as a um, two strikers, they play very much apart. You know, usually if you you play as a partnership, one will go short, one will go long. They will work together as a partnership. Defoe and Morelos look like they're more comfortable playing as lone strikers. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying because I think that Tavernier comes in for a hard time a lot of, uh, you know, with phone calls and, and supporters by his defending. He gives so much going forward. I felt for him on Sunday because it's an unforced error that really puts mm. his team in trouble. But to be fair, Celtic have still got a bit to do. And you've got to give them the credit for a goal. But going forward, he's terrific. But we all know, defensively wise, he's not the best. All right, what about these four games without Alfredo Morelos then? Is that is that a chance to go for Defoe and Lafferty together? Is that the way it has to be? Or or can Defoe do the Morelos role on his own? I don't know what's happened to Lafferty, Gordon. Um, he doesn't seem... He wasn't seem... in the squad at the no, weekend. No, you're looking for him and, and you look at Celtic's bench and you're thinking, right... They've got so many options to bring on and change it, especially in the forward areas. You then look at Rangers and you're thinking, Lafferty was brought in for games like this and he's not even involved in it. So once again, I don't see him just appearing out the blue. I think Defoe will get an opportunity. Must be honest, I thought Lafferty would be a no-brainer signing for Rangers. I thought getting him from hard to score something for 19 goals. I thought low risk, you know, possibly a very high return. He's been a real disappointment. A really massive disappointment And um, I, I agree with you Gordon I just don't know If Alfredo Morelos Is comfortable playing with another striker You know I, But, but mm. I think Paul will mm. Defoe does need somebody to play off So it would be really interesting If you could get in a situation Where you'd Lafferty and Defoe Try it out See how it went Let's hear it again from Stephen Gerrard Says he's got no problem With Celtic celebrations But he's told his players To remember them And use any taunts From Hoops players On social media As motivation that's all part and parcel of being involved in, in the old firm. Celtic are entitled to celebrate the supporters, the club, the individual players. It's fine. It's, we haven't got a problem with that at all. We're on the other end of it this time. And there's one more old firm left that we're looking forward to and we need to make sure that the results of that game is different to the one where we've just recently been involved in now. I've got no problem with, with Celtic celebrating. Do you tell your players to ignore it? Or do you say, it's okay? I just... I know what I'd do. I know what I'd do. But we wait and see how my players, what they do and how they react from it. We'll see that on Wednesday night, first and foremost. But for me, it's important that they focus on hearts and, and what's the next challenge because we can't really control what's going on in social media or other people's reactions or how they celebrate. You can't really control that side of it. All you can do is look in, soak it up, accept it and move on and, and look to the next challenge. But remember it. But remember it. Mark is a Rangers fan in Port Glasgow. Hi, Mark. Hi, doing panel. I think it's ridiculous that players are allowed to aggravate other players by either 
stamping down their legs as Broadfoot did or kicked them in the heels as Scott Brown did. Where do we draw the line with that? We're going to wait until somebody's injured beforehand and then investigate mm. it because I'm not trying to defend Alfredo Morelos here, but just in general, I think that. Just just clear up what you mean by that, Mark. Do you think Alfredo Morelos was at risk of injury from what Scott Brown did to him on Sunday? Maybe not with Scott Brown, but possibly with Broadfoot and the next person that's going to do it because guaranteed somebody else is going to do it. I think most people did actually agree that Broadfoot did. Mm-hmm. Did, did cross a line You know yeah. It certainly was different From the brown one Wasn't it Oh yeah Yeah I watched it at half time um, When he was walking Off the pitch Broadfoot You know He was a bit naughty I've got to say And he was very lucky But The the problem with Morelos is He's now a target For players mm-hmm. Everybody knows How to press that button With him That's where he Has got to be strong and say, I'm not going to take the bait. See, you you listen to the Rangers manager there. He's got the same mentality as what Scott Brown had. If he was a Rangers player, he would have accepted that on su- uh, Sunday, walked off the pitch, and he would have waited for the next game. And he would have actually went out and done exactly what Scott Brown, he would have bossed it, he would have made sure he wasn't walking off. That's why he's trying to put it out to his players. Listen, let Celtic celebrate, they deserve it, they've won the game, get off the pitch, remember it, and then go and show Celtic that you're not going to be the same, you know, the same hurt as what we've just, what's happened to us on Sunday. That's the mentality of the Rangers manager. He's hoping that his players will have the Mm. same when it comes to the next game. I mean, Mark, so when we talk about sort of clamping down on it or whatever, what do you mean So do you think Scott Brown Should he have been booked For what he did to Morelos Aye well we've got this Compliance officer That I don't know if it applies To the rest of Scottish football But she definitely looks After Rangers game So surely she's seen Scott Brown at the weekend But that's what I'm saying It has to be It has to be a red card offence For the compliance officer To deal with it Retrospectively For something like that So was what Scott Brown Did a red card offence No it wasn't But then is Alfredo Morelos won his red card because it's not hit him above the head, it's not reckless, it's not excessive force. So we've changed the rules so much that there's always going to be this argument there. Stephen Gerrard doesn't seem too fussed by it. Why do you think that is? He seems to agree that it was a red card. Oh, well, it is a red card. But when the compliance officer with Morelos Mark, you probably made your mind up at some point, Mark. Are you just going to keep zigzagging back and forward? It was either a red card or it wasn't. Gordon Deal, what, what, what do you do then? Was it a booking for for, for Scott Brown? Is it enough? <laughs> no, I don't think it was enough, Gordon. Um, I don't think it was enough for a booking. And I don't think it was really enough for Morelis to react the way that he reacted. He's let himself down, he's come out full of remorse. Uh, but Scott Brown was very clever. It happens. And games Week in Week out To be honest with you Right I think it's time for this Beat the pundit With goals In the Scottish Sun The SPFL And EPL Latest Every Monday Wednesday And Saturday Time for Beat the pundit Gordon and Stephen's Favourite part of the evening 0141 951 1025 If you want to take them on And win a signed ball Give us a call And do it quickly You only have until the news At 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.
Stephen McGowan and Gordon DL are here with me Gordon Duncan Give us a call, let us know what is on your mind I know we're all still looking back on the weekend But don't forget, we've got some huge fixtures tomorrow So fans of all teams, because the top flight are all involved Get in touch, let us know what you're thinking Ahead of tomorrow 01419511025 This first With goals in the Scottish sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Well this doesn't happen very often The Beat the Pundit contestant has just disappeared So if you want to play, call right now 0141 951 1025 Call right now And you've got a very good chance of playing Beat the Pundit The look in your face, Gordon Dia We've just managed to Tell him Roger's not here tonight He's got every chance of winning (laughs) the ball yeah, 0141-951-1025 Come on callers right now And you can play Beat the Pundit I don't, I don't know if it was stage fright Maybe he was intimidated By, by no, you guys No I don't think so uh, You never know Maybe it was yeah, maybe oh, I lost after a time beat last week Remember it was two It was a classic questions. to be fair yeah, that was, You yeah. played one and lost one Yes yeah, Bad record <laughs> Which is why I'm quite <laughs> happy If you do it tonight Quite happy if you do it <laughs> We're still waiting on that phone call Coming through I must say We're at Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, Oh listen there's no rules against this Douglas and Dennison who called up earlier to make a point Wants to phone back in and play Beat the Pundit Don't mind that Douglas thank you for rejoining us Yeah no worries no worries so you, Did you just get a wee flavour for it Being on air and really liked it And thought you'd come back yeah, on for exactly. Beat the Pundit Good man right I'll toss yeah. the coin Hedge you up against Stephen Tails Gordon Stephen I'm afraid oh, Come on <laughs> Come on, up against Douglas from Denison. Let me uh, give Stephen a bit of Clyde too. Make sure he can't hear what we are saying, and we'll get your clock up and running. Douglas, you've got thirty seconds. Head to head, you can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Who is the current manager of Falkirk? Uh, Peter Houston. Who was the Rangers' last top scorer before Alfredo Morelos arrived? Kenny Miller. How many Scottish teams has Chris Burke played for? Three. What year did Scotland win the Kirin Cup? No idea, pass. Which English team is Kilmarnock's Daniel Bachman on loan from? Pass. What Scottish club did Bournemouth Ryan Fraser play for? Aberdeen. Okay. Stephen, are you ready? As I'll ever be. <laughs> Same set of questions to you, shall we? Okay. Who is the current manager of Falkirk? He's had a blank. Ray McKinnon. Who is Rangers' last top scorer before Alfredo Morelos arrived? You can pass. Pass. How many Scottish teams has Chris Burke played for? Two. What year did Scotland win the Kirin Cup? 2006 Which English team is called Marlick's Daniel Backman on loan from? That is a tough one That's a tough one I know that Pass Right okay You've heard the competition Douglas Brentford, I'll go for Brentford. What do you think? Uh, I think he's won So-so So-so he says Let's find out uh, Who is the current manager of Falkirk? It is Ray McKinnon So well done Stephen goes 1-0 in front Who is Rangers last top scorer Before Alfredo Morelos arrived? I have no idea Martin Waghorn Oh, oh I forgot about him How many Scottish teams has Chris Burke played for? It's three, Rangers, Ross County, Kilmarnock Douglas got that, so he equalises Stephen then goes back in front Because <sighs> the Kirin Cup was 2006, were you there? 
Uh, it, I was there And my children were born the same week Oh listen So if you'd forgot that We, we would be in, yeah. we'd be in trouble If you'd forgotten that one So 2-1 to Stephen Daniel Backman's on loan from Watford It is Watford I don't know why yeah. I didn't expect you to know that one None of you got that right So Stephen's still in front And what Scottish club Did Bournemouth Ryan Fraser play for You didn't get that far Douglas was a bit quicker He got Aberdeen just in time yeah. For the second week in a row You're going to a tiebreaker oh. You've got a real knack for this So uh-huh. And can you do the tiebreaker Within 30 minutes <laughs> Right, Douglas Here's the deal on the tiebreaker I'll read the question I'll get Stephen to write his answer down And I'll then invite you to give me your attempt It's just like a penalty shoot A lottery You understand? Okay yeah. Good man The question is this How many goals have been scored in old firm games Since Brendan Rodgers arrived at Celtic Until now? So what are you? Two and a, two and a half teams. seasons Yeah, between both teams So how many goals have been scored in old firm games Since Brendan Rodgers arrived at Celtic Until now? Stephen, hold up your bit of paper please Eh... Uh... Okay Okay Douglas what's your attempt uh, I'm going to go for 25 Pretty close again this one. Last week you're, Luckily you're not identical So Stephen's gone 21 Douglas has gone 25 Gordon just out of curiosity 23 You're all miles out 41 Really? Yeah Two and a half seasons So what are we looking at Yeah Remember Celtic give it a couple of fives yeah, And fours yeah, So Douglas The same ball's on its way Well done to you Brilliant, yes. cheers guys This is a ball I'd just like to say Bankrupting this place <laughs> With signed balls See, uh, Stinking the place out There's a football analogy here You know, talk about results Over performances <laughs> Because to be honest Two tiebreakers It's not that bad But He's lost Played two Lost two On the tiebreaker Listen, I'm amazed I've lost three Out of <laughs> So bad There we go Douglas has won himself A signed ball anyway 41 well Douglas, well played quite, You're surprised by that aren't you? 41 Yeah yeah, I'm very surprised by that I must admit There we go Anyway, 01419511025 Get your calls in uh, As always, after a game like Sunday's We are looking back on all of the big talking points Let's try a little bit And look ahead to tomorrow's football Gordon Dio, what's what's jumping out at you? What are you hoping for tomorrow? Um, what's jumping out at me? I think that uh, obviously the, the league is won, Gordon I think we'll all see that Celtic 13 points, very comfortable so I'm looking at just before a split at the bottom. It's very tight down there. Dundee, certain bottom of the league, going to St Johnston, difficult game. St Mirren, can they get anything against Celtic at home? Um well, that was the, the, the first game yes, they had. Yeah, I was just going to say that. And uh, that will give them a lot of confidence. Whether they can or not, I don't think they can, but uh, things happen. And then you've got Hamilton, who really need to bounce back after that thrashing against Livy. Uh, Aberdeen against an inform mother will there playing some great stuff than now the young players. You'll obviously be there as well, I'm sure, won't you? I'm, I'm heading up yep. to Petordi yeah, tomorrow, be, Gordon. Yes, as always. Um, I've got my supported team, and then big one on Sunday against um, Rangers at Fir Park, which is um, it's going to be a terrific week. Some interesting things. I mean, Celtic obviously have needed no debut by Atta. I'm assuming Kieran Tierney. How's his fitness going to be? So they're going to be missing a couple of players. They look like they're walking, walking. On fumes right now Rangers no left back I think the interesting thing Is when are Celtic Going to win the league Because If Celtic beat St Mirren If they beat Livingston At the weekend It could feasibly happen If Rangers fail to win In the next two games It could be, it could happen this weekend 
If it doesn't happen You then have the perennial SPFL headache Oh great, here we go Well there we are I mean, when did they play that last game? I was given all the kind of bad feeling going around Giving you all the rank we're seeing right now When do they play that last game at Ibrox? You know, there's a school I thought you'd do it early in the split I think now you have to make it the last, second last game of the season mm-hmm. Unless Celtic tire the league pretty quickly Which I would imagine for Ian Blair Would be the best scenario and then we'll have the debate about Hassi You've deliberately scheduled it So that Morelos is or isn't suspended Depending on which side of the, <sighs> the argument you're on That's all That's all still to come Yeah, listen, that's what makes a programme, Gordon uh, For St Mirren, Stephen A huge win at the weekend You can't yeah. you can't understate the importance of that victory Then, uh, you know the, the, One of the toughest fixtures with Celtic coming Having said that, they drew there Against Celtic mm-hmm. earlier on in the season Is that? Is that a potentially tricky one for Celtic? I suppose they've got such a gap now that there's, there's not that same, that yeah, same but pressure. Yeah, but, but the gap can work both ways, can't it? Because I often think in these situations that teams defeat themselves because subconsciously they know, they have it in their mind, whatever people say about mathematical permutations mm-hmm. or what have you, they have it in their mind, the league is won. Therefore, I, I, I always think Celtic's biggest problems this season have been when they haven't really been under pressure. When they are under pressure in a big game, they're okay. By and large, they're okay. When the pressure goes off and when they think it's actually begin, beginning to get quite easy, that's when mentally I think they switch off slightly. So, you know, yeah, on paper they should win it, but don't forget, you're getting to a point now where this is a really big game for St Mern. It really matters. Massive for Oren Kearney. So... Not going to be easy I, I think that I look at it the other way Gordon I look at Neil Lennon for instance I think he will be Driving Celtic on there mm. When he When he took over From Brendan Rodgers Eight point gap It's now 13 For him To get into the board And really cement the job He's saying I'm increasing this gap All the time So we're improving So I think it's A big game for Celtic as well And I think they'll respond to that I don't think St Mirren will have enough I think Celtic will have too much in their locker And I think Celtic will win the game I, I, I go back to the point we made here last week as well Gordon And, and Neil Lennon actually referred to it this morning When he said that it's very difficult for him to be himself in the job just now Because he's like a stepdad taking on someone else's kids You know, He's having to go in with Brendan Rodgers' team He's having to, to, to nurse them, to guide them But he can't really assert himself Because when push comes to shove He is the interim manager He's not a permanent man and that makes it really difficult, I think, to really assert himself. Well, that, right? yeah, and that's where the, I suppose that you've got the issue of that points gap from a Rangers perspective. You know that, that certainly the feeling, at the very least, after the 29th of December, some Rangers fans thought they could maybe go on and win it. But at the very mm. least, they thought, well, this is a sign that we're going to we're going to be close. 13 isn't close, but it could get. It can get better It can get worse That's why the, the points gap Does actually become Quite important in the Very next much week. important And that's why I said That Rangers have to get back To winning games We said earlier in the show And it's it's been glossed over Three out of ten Three out wins out of the last ten Ain't good enough They play Hearts tomorrow night The gap's now 13 Rangers fans would have judged Rangers season probably On the gap At the end of the season If Rangers had that down to a a four, a five, a six They'd be saying Yeah, it's been a good season We've closed the gap We're getting better The gap's getting further away now And Rangers have got a difficult game Against Hearts So they've got to start winning games now, The worry is that the season fizzles out It becomes an anticlimax. It just, it just kind of burns itself out And, and you know that It just becomes a real, real kind of disappointment And I think for Stephen Gerrard's point of view He really can't afford to let them Fall into that mm. trap Because let's face it There's a rebuilding job Some players will stay Some players will go The ones who want to stay Need to step it up In these last seven games 
For all we've discussed Rangers personnel issues ahead of tomorrow Hearts are going to be without Ike Piazzu Given the reliance they have on him at the moment yeah. That that seems like a huge blow for them And in turn a, a huge boost for Rangers Well yeah I mean I think he went down And he, his head hit the turf for the weekend And I think, I think the turf got concussion you know, he's, <laughs> he's a big lad And he is I think he's huge I mean Stephen Naismith is really huge We're talking about the stats for Hearts When Stephen Naismith mm. plays They're far higher when he plays Than when he doesn't play They're the win rate and then you take Ipiazu out. I, I mean, I, I love watching the big guy. I think mm. he's a, I think he's a joy to watch. A real character, a real cult player, a guy you love having in your team. Uh, if he's one of yours, a guy you absolutely hate coming up against if he's not. And you know what? I mean, the way you've been looking at Joe Waddle, the way he's been defended recently, would he fancy going up a bit against Bigucci? I don't think so. Let's speak to Paul in Crookston. He's a Rangers fan. Hi, Paul. Hi, panel. A uh, couple of points. Mm-hmm. Uh, the point of Scott Brown and Morellis, I'm no defending Morellis. I've defended him enough. His boy needs to learn, learn to grow up. He's a young man, and a lot of young boys take a, a bit of time to, to learn their trade. But if uh, Mr. Brown doesn't do the silly thing that he does to Morellis, he wouldn't get a reaction. If he plays the game the way he's supposed to be, sports, sportsman, that's no being sports trying to get the boy sent off. The, the, day, the Celtic team even admit it, and they're, they're still laughing after it. The way the tactics uh, they made Scott Brown play. The second point is when Brown goes up and starts shouting and bawling at all the rest of the, the Rangers supports, that could create a massive brawl. And he'd done it for two reasons. One reason, to take the shine off that Rangers come back and had a decent second half. They were rubbish in the first half. And when Morellis gets sent off, it seemed to fire the Rangers players up to try and do something. With, with the 10 men they had left with but the point I'm making is if Brown Disney Day what he'd done to Morellis he would not have got a reaction the boy tried to be honest and stay on his feet after he got his heels clucked and he just swung his arm Brown dived down as if he'd been hit with a baseball bat across the face he was hit in the chest as I say I'm not defending Morellis you should be big enough to walk away from it but it's hard when you're getting bullied all the time see when you're a bully at school you get sorted out for it they sorted the bully out and that's all he is and he's getting away with it and the Scottish FA are letting him away with it and the Celtic board and uh, coaching staff are actually encouraging it when they're laughing at it so it's a disgrace that gets away with it I asked one of the previous callers this Paul just on that point so you say the Scottish FA are letting him get away with it what what punishment should he have got for what he did to Morelos's heel? Well number one he should have been cautioned for a, a, at least a booking you can't keep bullying the boy Because the bully, the boy will walk away from football If he can't get allowed to play And if he's not getting protected there's a, he's, a, he's going to be a star player If he gets his temper sorted out He's going to be a star player Whether it's in Scottish football Or English football Or any other foreign football But you're, you're stopping that boy If he try to enjoy the game of football As a sportsman Brown's not a sportsman He's a bully And he's getting away with it Paul, you can't blame the referee for not seeing it. If he doesn't see it, he, he, he can't book him. That's the problem. And, you know, it's a bit harsh to... I thought, I thought Bobby Madden didn't have the worst game in the world, actually. Mm. You know? I mean, it was a penalty claim early in the second half. But I don't think you can really blame the referee for not booking Brown if he doesn't see it. He doesn't rise in the back of his head. With regards to retrospective action, they'll have looked at that. They will, will have decided it's not serious enough to wear it to merit action. You know, that, that, that's a long and short of it. See, I think the point that <clears throat> people are missing out, and you can look at both sides, Brown starting at a little niggle, Morelis. Now, Paul comes out with, we're going to drive this lad out of football because he's getting bullied. Absolute nonsense. I was at Ibrox on the 29th of December, 
And how Morelis stayed in the park was incredible. He certainly wasn't getting bullied that day. So he can give it as well as he can take it, but he's got to not react the way he reacted and let everybody down. Five red cards isn't coincidence. Yeah. He's, he's, he's disciplined oh, very well. Gordon. Yeah. Can I ask you something, Gordon? Yeah. Do you think Brimer have got away with that with John Gregg, Tommy Gamble, Bobby Murdoch, Tom Forsyth? Um, listen. Oh, I played. I, I played against these guys, and I played against the, the the hard guys like the Roy Aikens and all that at Celtic. And football then, Paul, was completely different because the one thing you had in football at that time, and as a centre forward, I used to think, "Oh, just get it over with." You were always that was my first tackle ref. That was the statement. It was my first tackle ref. Nowadays, with the cameras and everything. You would not get out, these players would not get away with that. What would have happened with a Tom Forsyth, for instance, a John Gregor, whatever he may say, as I said earlier, they would have looked at Brown and said, Okay, we'll wait till the next ball comes in for a 50 50 and we'll get in as strong as you get in. They wouldn't have lashed out and got sent off, is that what you're trying to say? No, I think they would have waited for that ball to be there and then stamped their authority. The other thing as well, Paul, is. The last words Stephen Gerrard would have said to Alfredo Morelos before he went out on the pitch was, Alfredo, not today, son. Keep the head. Don't let us down. His fellow players, Jack, before the ball was kicked, yeah. stood, you seen it on the camera. 100%, yeah. Stay calm. Stay mm. calm. Mm. But you can't keep getting booted and <laughs> deliberately try to get tripped up when he's not even involved in a tackle. He's not even involved in a tackle. He's running up the park trying to mind his own business and Brown deliberately goes up and provokes him so he should be disciplined for that as well it's simple he's not been a sportsman he's been a bully and one of these days the bully's going to get a sore nose uh, Paul you started off by saying you weren't on to defend Alfredo Morelos would you forgive me for saying it sounds an awful lot like you're defending Alfredo Morelos well, listen I'm not defending him the boy's got to learn the same as everybody else He's got to learn to keep his head simple, keep his hands down. But sometimes it's very hard when you don't find well a team or an individual from a team and their coaching staff has set the boy out to deliberately, deliberately wind the boy up. See, that's, I think that's where you, can, you are allowed to politely disagree. I don't think that is difficult. I don't think that is hard because the reaction was way worse than, than the initial action from Scott Brown The other side too So is, isn't it, is, yeah. is it really Is it really difficult Paul says it's hard If someone clips your heels It's hard in Paul's words To not turn round And elbow them No it's not Well it, it, you know Because ultimately The point Stephen Gerrard Is making is He's letting down his team He's letting down his teammates He's going to spend games In the stand But he's not used to anybody And the other side to this is You know Listen I'm not condoning Scott Brown But he's not the first one Who's done it this season They're all at it and maybe that goes back to Paul's point that he is a marked man. Yeah, there might be something in that. But, you know, unfortunately, the laws of the game dictate you cannot react. The the thing that I've got here is I, I like Morelis. I really do. Yeah. I hope he stays in Scotland. I don't think he will. But you just can't say that, oh, poor Morelis, he gets it all the time. As I said, I watched him against Celtic. And how he stayed in the park with some of the... He lashed out about two or three times. I was at Young Ralston down the corner. Was was terrible. So, I'm sorry, I'm not going to get down there so that, oh, poor Morelis. It's a man's game. He's got to man up and he's got to realise 
Listen, I've got a responsibility mm. to the 800 fans that are paid to get in here and come and watch me And I've got a responsibility to my teammates and my manager and the staff Thank you Paul and Crookston 0141 951 Got an absolute stinker of a full-time teaser coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Stephen McGowan and Gordon DL are here It's a really difficult full-time oh. teaser tonight And I know I always say that But I do think this is quite tough We've got between now and the end of the show For them to come up with the answers The great thing is The question's been sent in by you By someone out there John sent tonight's question in Name the 11 players uh-huh. Who've scored for either Inverness or Ross County oh, no. Since 94-95 And have also scored For either Rangers Or Celtic So name the 11 players Who've scored for either Inverness or Ross County Since 94-95 And have also scored For either Celtic or Rangers At some Brian point Brian Christie Yes Barry Robson Yes Or maybe it's not that tough You're flying Right Okay Robson mm. I feel a bit better about it now Once you get a couple I'm like right okay We've not, we've not pitched it no, not Jamie McCart No, he went to score for mm, Celtic nope. no, no. Oh, the lad that's went to Hull It played with Ross County in the middle of the park Tall lad He was. He went to Oh, uh, Australian Phil Aye Don't worry about him Oh, it's not I him I was going to no. say, no him don't, don't Jackson Irvin is <laughs> the Jackson name Jackson Irvin <laughs> No He didn't score for, for Celtic, no <sighs> It was a great guess, was it not? Not really, no No, okay I was wrong but Barry Robson Ryan Christie Nine more Remember you can help us out At Clyde SSB on Twitter I mean don't get me wrong We I had four by this time last week uh-huh. We had four by this time I would say There are a couple more Definitely doable And then you Yeah then you start to struggle I think we've started to struggle already Thanks Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Play some music or something Give it, give, it, give us a chance There's please. one staring you right in the face Johnny Hayes Yes never, Johnny Hayes That's the one that's staring you right in the face Because he played at the weekend So Johnny Hayes Ryan Christie And Barry Robson You've got eight to go uh, Let's speak to Callum and Solko Hi Callum Hi guys How are we doing? Good thanks What's your point tonight? Uh, just about the um, All the chat about Scott Brown And how he conducted himself On, on Sunday I think Scott Brown's Conducted himself that way For The years he's been at Celtic He's always been the same um, and obviously he's, he's taking the chance to to get a kind of nibble from uh, Manelos and and Ryan Kent, and he's been quite clever in the way he's he's conducted himself um, and got that reaction that's ultimately cost Rangers on the day. But I think the problem with these instances during a game like that, we we then forget to talk about the actual game of football. I agree. Um, on you go then. Let's talk about it. It was. A fantastic game of football that could have went either way. Um, obviously, Celtic showed their class at the end just to obviously win the game. But just before Celtic scored, Ryan Jack was one kick away for winning the game for Rangers. So it could have went either way, really. Yeah, I actually thought it was a really hard chance of Ryan Jack. I seem to be the only one who did. I mean, I, th- I think yeah, it was a cut. It was a cut back. That. It was a cut back. It was slightly behind him in his mm-hmm. left foot, just scooped over the bar. I don't think it was the the sitter. Everybody's painting it to be. I thought it was a really yeah. hard chance. But you know, I, I actually said to my colleague after Celtic scored the second goal, I said this will finish two two because Rangers were going for it. And then, and then you saw the the, the shot across goal with Scott being spilled. It was a brilliant ball from Christopher Ayer. And at that point, you're thinking this is fantastic entertainment. Yeah, and, and that's credit to, to Rangers for coming back in the second half, Gordon Because the first half was very, very comfortable for Celtic And I don't think anyone would have expected the the way the second half panned out 
Yeah, the first you're right, Gordon. First half, Edward up front was causing all sorts of problems. Rangers were down to ten men. Neil Lennon decided to make that substitute. Scott Sinclair could have really wrapped the game up uh, after five minutes at half time. But then all of a sudden, the belief, and you've got to give Rangers credit for this, the belief in the Rangers players, they decided, we were talking the first half about, you know, how they were giving the ball away so cheaply, they looked nervous. Second half, they looked a completely different side. I've got to give credit to the manager. He was very positive, and he decided to go for it. And Celtic were all over the place. They were slack. They became the team that was giving the ball away cheaply. Rangers got encouragement. A terrific goal from Kent, you've got to say. And Stephen's right. I do agree with him there. I thought it was a difficult chance for Ryan Jack. And I think that if when Rangers had that little spell, if Rangers had scored, I don't know if Celtic would have come back from that. Mm. And then James Forrest making quite a contribution. Stephen setting one up and scoring the winner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, James Forrest, I think, is a, a decent contender for player of the year. Honours. I think God makes a decent point actually. I think actually in a funny kind of way Celtic were better when they went down to 10 men as well mm-hmm. I think the best spell of the game for Rangers when, when, when it was 10 against 11 and then when Boyata went off and you're thinking well you know should he be playing on should he be playing for the pain body but you have to remember with Boyata he's off in the summer he's thinking about himself he's thinking I've got a 50, 60, 70 grand contract at play here so he goes off and bizarrely, perversely, Celtic actually regain themselves mm. and get better. Have we maybe seen him for the last time in I a Celtic so. jersey? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I watched his reaction. I don't know if Stephen noticed it in the press uh, press box. When he went into the dugout, he nearly took the, the, the top of the dugout. Oh, really? I don't know I, I don't know his hand's still in the one place. He was so disappointed, Gordon. And I think in his mind, not just the fact of leaving the field to play, I think that he thought, that's the last time I'll probably pull on a Celtic that, 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 That's an interesting one as well, Gordon, because Boyata's out now, could be out for the rest of the season. Benkovic is approaching fitness. But if you're Brendan Rodgers, what do you say to Philip Benkovic? Do you say, go and get a few games for Celtic, get yourself fit, or do you say, maybe not this season, son, come back for pre-season, we'll have a look at it? Mm. Uh, Callum, what about between now and the end of the season then, Callum, as a Celtic fan, 13 points clear, is, is complacency the biggest enemy? Well, I think the, the kind of main focus now is obviously the Scottish Cup. Obviously, we want to kind of continue on and, and kind of wrap the league up as, as soon as we can. Um, I certainly didn't think the, the winter break that we would be 13 points clear at this stage. I thought it would be a lot closer. Um, but it maybe allows us to relax a little bit um, and go into the, the Scottish Cup semi-final and, um, and hopefully get, get to another final and get the treble treble. But um, just on the, the actual game on Sunday as well, I think, um, from a, a Rangers perspective, if they wanted to get a point from that game, I think they probably could have. Um, but I think they had to had to go for it and get the three points because ultimately a point for them wasn't good enough because um, then it would still been ten points. So I think the position that they found themselves in in that game, um, in such a game, especially at Celtic Park, usually Rangers would be quite happy with a point and certainly playing with ten men for most of the game they would have been, but. They had to go for it, so yeah. I think Stephen Gerrard after the game, Gordon talking about that desire from from Joe Worrell. He wanted mm-hmm. Joe, and I'm I'm being a bit loose with the quote here, but he wanted Joe Worrell to send Christopher Iyer into the back of the net with the ball. He wanted that 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 desire to to get there and score that that goal. Yeah, he wanted the same desire as uh, Iyer had mm. keeping the ball out the net, Gordon. Um, he's a centre back, so I'm going to give him a bit of slack for that. I think a good centre forward. 
uh, with a win and really committed himself there to that. Uh, Joe Worrell's not used to scoring goals. He's uh, supposed to be the, the other end defending them. I did. I, I, I honestly, I thought Rangers played a big part in that. I thought they caused Celtic a lot of problems. Celtic, I don't think expected it second half. I thought you go to Celtic Park, you're down to ten men, you're one nil down. Sometimes managers would say, "Look, damage limitation here." We'll sit everybody behind the ball and try and make it very difficult. Look for a set play, whatever. Steven Gerrard, to his credit, decided no. He kept Candias and Kent up. He played three in the middle of the park and decided, right, we'll just go and work as hard as we can. The two fullbacks were going up and down the pitch. I thought Rangers played a massive part in a good game. Sunday. And this is where this debate about Rangers will continue, Stephen, because if you're just using your eyes, most people. Feel as if Rangers have yeah. definitely improved Definitely from last season And they feel like um, they're, they're capable of so much more Certainly The the, the counter argument comes with this points gap Especially if it grows I think I, I agree with you I think if you look at Rangers They are dominating games in a way they didn't do You didn't see that second half performance Under Pedro Cachinha You didn't see it under Mark Warburton It was aggressive It looked like a Rangers team To me But the problem is The stats are not backing up And I think that comes down to the final third I think it comes down to a lack of creativity. They don't have a, a conventional number 10. I think the hope was Stephen Davis would do that job, but a bit of a disappointment so far. Um, you know, they're relying on Ryan Kent and they're certainly relying on Alfredo Morelos. So, you know, they really need to get the balance of the squad right. They need more backup for the Candias in the right wing. They need a central midfielder who who's, can really dictate play, make creative plays, and they need a striker mm. Who, if Morelos is going, can we play him? Stephen, I, I, I know what you're saying, and Stephen Gerrard will want more quality in there. The the signings of Lafferty, big signing, mm. Davis, big signing, Defoe hasn't worked just now, and you can argue that Defoe and that's not. When you say big signing, you mean uh, in terms of their well, reputation? Yeah, too and many ever, in general. And, and yeah, but you 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 were talking about a lot of positions. For me personally, and it's only my opinion. I don't think Rangers can win anything with the back four they've got. Mm. I don't think they're good enough. Tavernier is brilliant at going forward. So you need people that can def- defend. I don't think the centre-halves are the greatest. And I don't think the full-backs are the greatest either defending. It's time to own up. I mean, I could pretend that the show really is that slick. But when I picked this question out tonight, I totally forgot that the Highland Derby was in fact on this <sighs> evening. Uh, it's Inverness Sick. 1, Ross County 1, if you're interested. Josh Mullen putting Ross County in front. Carol Tremarco uh, equalising. We've got Air against Morton, Queen of the South, Falkirk to come a bit later on. So the question tonight is name 11 players who've scored for either Inverness or Ross County since 94-95. And have also scored for either Celtic or Rangers. Great response to this on Twitter. What have you two got? I, I'm going to throw in Ian Black must be one. Yep. Richard Foster? Oh, no. No? Oh, no. Nope. Okay, what about uh, Gary McKay Stephen? Brilliant. No. What? No. Armstrong. No. <laughs> I'm just glad he Yeah, he is from Inverness. I know he's from he started yeah, yeah. as a kid. Um, oh, Ian Black, Ryan Christie, Johnny Hayes, Barry oh. Robson, you've got so far. Did Chris Burton all play up there? Well, you only have to think back to beat the pundit half an hour ago. How many clubs has Chris Burke played Three. for? Yes, well done. <laughs> Who was Stephen the third one? never got that. <laughs> Ross Kirtsey. Yeah. Ross Kirtsey, right, that's good. We'll leave that there. Ian Black, Chris Burke, Ryan Christie, Johnny Hayes, Barry Robson. See if you're, you're doing not too bad. Let's speak to Alec on the line. Hi, Alec. Hi, lads. How are we doing? Good, thanks, Alec. Uh, just just two two quick points. Uh, first one, uh, the last Rangers caller that was on, what was his name again? 
Uh, uh, I'm asking with it so many. Go on, right, Paul. Anyway, yeah, Paul, it's Paul. 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 Right, he must have said the word bully about five or six times. And listening to it, it was, it was sounding to me when he was saying he's going to end up getting a thumping. To be quite honest with you, I wasn't liking his tone. And I've seen people get cut off this show for less. So I was really surprised, Gordon, that you let him carry on. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I surprised you, Alec. Right, well, like I say, he kept on, he kept on referring to, to him getting a thumping. Right, now I, I, I'm not liking that kind of tone after after chap. Anyway, for one man, see for what, what it's worth, Alec. I had a quick look at Twitter, and the rest of your Celtic fans loved that call. But carry on. Right, for one man to have so much uh, dominance over eleven other players, and for their leader. Mr Gerard to say that he would have done the exact same as what Halliday done. Now, when you lead, you must lead for the top. But for him to say that he would have ran 30 yards to do the same, the same thing that Halliday, Halliday done, they have got a massive uh, disciplinary issues. Celtic were calm on Sunday. Scott Brown, he's, this, is his, this is what he lives for. In, in December, I, I'm not going to... Be, Put my horns up. I thought that the guy was sort of a finished. He was totally dominated with, with Rangers. We get ran here. Uh, you know, he was just coming back for an injury. But the way he showed up on Sunday, he was strutting about that field like a 21-year-old. And, you know, he, he just totally dominated it. And I thought that Christopher Ayer... I've liked the boy. I've liked him when he comes out. But seeing Sunday, he was like... He was like I said to, to the, the boy who took the call, he was like a warrior. Now, we're talking about that last ditch tackle. i seen the reaction of what uh, Ayer did live in real time. And you seen every vein in his neck. And that's how much it meant to the boy. And that's what he is. He's a boy. Is that what Celtic can hope to build the defence around next season if Benkovic and Bayata aren't going to... Well, in fact, they're not going to be there. Let's no. be honest. Ayer will be. Is he... At this moment in time, does he look like he's number one choice and it's about finding someone to go alongside him? Well... It's not so long since you couldn't have imagined Christopher Ayer being spoken about in these terms. You know, Brendan Rodgers was incredibly reluctant to play him in the first place. They always come in by default because of injuries during Champions League qualifiers. So he's really grown as a footballer. He's an intelligent kid. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't see why you, you would be looking to tie him down in a big contract because apart from anything else, if he keeps developing his current rate, he could be worth a few quid at some point. With regards to the caller's point about Scott Brown, I, I think the thing with Scott Brown is it's an old cliche if he's in your team, you love him. If he's in the opposition, you despise him. And that really is where we're at at the moment. There's a lot of people really intensely dislike Scott Brown. And sometimes that's clouding the judgment. Yeah, I think um, Stephen Gerrard would love a Scott Brown type in his team. Um, I, I agree with the caller. I think that a lot of Celtic fans had sort of, a after the 29th of December, thought, yeah, he's losing... What he had, his influence in the game, he'd probably won his worst uh, Celtic Rangers games uh, out of the 35. And a lot of people doubted him. But you've got to say, strength of character, uh, he's a leader. Um, the players respect him, they love him being on that pitch. And um, he's a very good football player as well. Ross County have retaken the lead. Ross Draper has scored with a header. Is he one on the teaser? No, of course he's not. No, no. You've got Ian Black, Chris Burke, Ryan Christie, Johnny Hayes, Barry Robson. Struggling big time. All right, I'll give you some thinking time and then we'll speak to Stuart, who's a Rangers fan next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Inverness Cali Thistle won Ross County 2 at the moment And even we can make that relevant to our largely Glasgow audience Because tonight's question Name the 11 players who've scored for either Inverness or Ross County Since 94-95 And have also scored for Celtic or Rangers The guys are doing okay They've got Ian Black, Chris Burke, Ryan Christie Johnny Hayes and Barry Robson Stephen McGowan, any more? Try Billy King Yes, Billy King is one I'll cross that off Gordon Diel. Well, I've produced as usual. Have you? Gary McSweden. <laughs> Mick who? McSweden. Yeah. <laughs> easy for you, easy. Well, was, easy was that McSweden at first? It uh, probably was, right, yeah. Okay. Gary McSweden, yep. And I'm going to try and produce one here. Oh. And is, it, I, is this a high risk one? This is a high Do risk one. Is it a drum roll? This is one we usually one. wait for the, ch- the tune to come on. No, it's not. Charlie Adam Yes oh, I hate genius. it when you get the difficult ones Thank you That's Charlie actually, Adam Ian Black Actually a handshake Chris Burke Ryan Christie Johnny Hayes Billy King Gary McSwigan Barry Robson So that means you've only got three to get And plenty of time oh. To get them Plenty of time Let's speak to Stuart in Cope Bridge Who's a Rangers fan Hi Stuart uh, Good evening panel uh, I'd like to put that part, uh, point to Gordon hmm. Gordon I've been a Rangers fan for over 35 years right? What I've seen on Sunday Mm-hmm. I thought Rangers were okay, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I think we're okay. I think I don't think they're far behind Celtic, but my point is, right? Uh, I've got a lot of good contacts maybe with Glasgow Rangers, right? good good friends. Uh, they're going to get a big budget, and it's coming say down south. Mm-hmm. Right? So the budget is over thirty million, right? The budget will be over thirty million. Kent will be signed by the middle of May. Or maybe before that, right? He'll be he'll be signed. Is this to spend on players, Stuart, or is that like footballing budget, i.e., taking wages into account? Wages, well, the highest paid player at Ibrox is before is on sixty five grand a week, and if he plays, if he doesn't play sixty five, he does play eighty five, right? So, so Rangers are paying sixty five grand a week. Rangers don't pay all that, Stuart, do they? No, they don't. I can tell you right now, but I can't tell you who's paying the wages because I'm not allowed to say it because I know for a fact that it's definitely true. You, if you look up your facts on Google, it'll tell you Ooh, what's going on. I feel honoured that you're sharing this inside info with Brilliant. us, Stuart. Right, so carry on. What, what are the other plans for next season? Right, they're, they're definitely going to bring in about six or seven players, right? right the other side, right, the Celtic side, right, they're going to have to get a lot more. They're going to have to get a lot off their books. Right, so you take it right. So Rangers, right, I would say Rangers are only less than three points away for winning the title. Right. What do you mean? Sorry. Three points. Right. I would say they're less than three points. You take it. You look at all the games all over the season. How many times the Rangers up? How many times the Rangers slapped up to weak teams? No, of course. But then does, I thought that, I thought everyone sort of agreed, Stuart, that the league table doesn't lie. I mean, it's thirteen points, regardless of how they came about. Surely. Aye, but what I've what I think is going to happen, Rangers will sign four or five players or more, right? But I still think, my honest opinion, next season, Rangers will win it. And if Celtic keep Neil Lennon, they won't win the league. Because if you look, at the, see the Sky Sports build-up, Lennon was asked a certain question about Kieran Tierney, which I feel sorry for, right? They asked him, is he fit? He couldn't answer the question. And what happened? What happened at the game? He was under. Have you got so any, have you get any more big names that are coming in, Stuart, seeing you know the information? Well, I think there's going to be somebody sitting up in the forest. Another one. Right, I was right. With, I was right. 
a lot of I've been right a lot of times, but mm-hmm. I think there's a bigger there's a big big name going to come from Nottingham Forest. I still think, yeah, I, I, I name, but the boy say the, the boy came to your mother, a young boy. He's a he's a good prospect. Which I, I don't think that's that, that that deal's off short by the looks of it. You need to get back onto those yeah, sources. I heard it. I heard it. We all said it's on and it's on and it's on. It's off and it's on. Which 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 always here. But I think Rangers will make a big major signing, and I think it'll come the first week just before the transfer is going to open. I think it'll come. Well, where to start? I don't know. But uh, listen, I think what we can all agree on is that Rangers will will need to will need to do something. Will need to recruit well, well wisely. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't I, I, possibly comment on Stuart's well, secret information. Well, I mean, but you know, if you're looking at the targets we've been linked to so far, Jake Hasty, I don't think it will happen now. Greg Stewart. There's been a bit of talk of Graham Shinney I don't know if that will happen either But they need to go for a higher level of signing The signings do need to improve Because too many of the signings made Under Stephen Gerrard With the assistance of Mark Allen The director of football Haven't quite cut the mustard So you know you have to hope Stuart is right And let's face it Football's all about hope If you don't mm. have hope You don't have optimism You don't have anything So The, 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 the biggest surprise for me um, And I'm not doubting Stuart Because he's got the information that yes, you are. That I can see it in your face. The Rangers are paying the four sixty-five thousand. They're not when he's not playing, and eighty-five thousand when he is playing. I find that incredible. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to doubt Stuart. And then thirty million. That will be music to every Rangers six, fan. Six, 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 sixty-four, sixty-five grand is his basic wage at Bournemouth. That's not what Rangers are paying. Stuart, I'm fascinated about your confidence on Ryan Kent. So you're you're sure he's going to be signed up soon. Yep, yes, I was right. I, I've been right about a lot of things on, on this. But I'm going to ask Gordon this question, and I think he'll be able to answer it. Gordon, do you think, and I've, I'm a, I've got 150%, I think Rangers have won the league next season before I start about it. 150%, he says, Gordon. You buy um, it? Pfft, it's a, it's it's, yeah, it depends on. Celtic, I'll, I'll need to turn over a, a few players. Obviously, they've got a rebuilding. Who will be the manager as well is obviously coming into question. Uh, who Rangers are going to sign? So it's very difficult, Stuart. I, 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 we all tend to make, um, you know, an opinion. I guess at the beginning of the season. And yeah, I don't. I, we're not ready to predict next no, season. Yeah, but, 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 because think, you don't know the players, <laughs> Gordon. You don't know the managers. Yeah, but Gordon, I think Stuart makes touches unintentionally touches on a reasonable point about Celtic, which is that Neil Lennon said this morning. This is the biggest rebuilding job since two thousand and five. He's not wrong. You've got Boyata going, you've got Benkovic going, you have a raft of players who are going to be going out, the, the one players are signed in January won't be there anymore. So it's a big rebuilding job, and as Gordon says, you don't know who the manager is. In this situation with Lee Congerton as well, the, the chief scout of Celtic at the moment, who we think might be going to Leicester City, might not be, you know, listen, they should just get on with it because time is passing and there's £30 million in the line. I'm going to phone you back, Stuart, if Ryan Kent doesn't sign, is that all right? And that's all right, I definitely. Good man, I'll hold you to that. Stuart and Coatbridge, thank you. Uh, still Inverness, one Ross County, two. I think we've had a red card actually. Yeah, Inverness, I think, are down 10 men, Gordon. It's just sort of the corner of my eye when we were mm. dealing with uh, some other stuff there. I'll tell you what, let's quickly hear from uh, Chris Cadden. Mother's Chris Cadden's been speaking today. I wanted to do it a bit earlier on, but there we go. Two days after Celtic play Rangers. He's delighted to be back in action for Motherwell after a tough few months recovering from a knee injury. Came off the bench in Saturday's 3 0 win against St Johnson. His first appearance since the 7 1 thrashing by Rangers in November. It's been a long sort of four months out, and um, it's been difficult for me, but hopefully uh, that's, uh, that's me back now. And um, 
yeah, I'll be working about things. It was a tough time and um, the physios here, David Henderson's been brilliant to me, everybody about the club's been brilliant to me and the gaffer. No no pressure on me rushing back, made sure made sure the knee was right and um so there was no pressure on that. That's that sense and obviously the people in my personal life, my mum, dad, brother, things like that have been absolutely brilliant to me and he- really helped me through and I couldn't have done it without them. So no I really appreciate what they've done for us and um yeah, hopefully I can reward them. So I've been Loving it, watching them uh, since sort of the turn of the year. They've been absolutely brilliant. Also, be Jake and um, Tumbo and Cal um, and Al, sorry, coming through, and also Al's been there. But no, they've just been, they've been brilliant. Real credit to this year, and I know how hard they've worked as well. Been, been sort of in about them from a young age, and for them to get that chance and take it, it's, uh, it's been brilliant. And North have really loved it, and the way the boys are playing as well. Gordon, we could well find out the the, the final top six tomorrow night. Um, is it too little, too late for your beloved Motherwell? Yeah, Gordon. I think it is. Uh, we go to Petardo tomorrow night. It's always a difficult game, but Aberdeen haven't been great at home this season. And uh, you've got to say, Motherwell are playing some terrific stuff, um, and their young boys are certainly rising to the challenge. We're going to have to leave it there because you've still got three to get on this oh. teaser. Eleven players have scored for either Inverness or Ross County since ninety four ninety five, and have also scored for Celtic or Rangers. Charlie Adam, Ian Black, mm. Chris Burke, Ryan Christie. Johnny Hayes Billy King Gary McSwigan Barry Robson I knew these would be the last three Because they're the hardest for sure You need to give us a wee bit uh, Some clues going Clue to Right we're going back a bit One of these guys is the exact same age as you Pretty much Gordon Dale So right in your era What age are you going? 50 7 Yeah (laughs) (laughs) He played for Inverness in the 94 So you know we're way back to that point And Rangers He played for Rangers 78 to 86 <laughs> Bang smack in your time Is it not? 78 to 86 Hold on a minute It's not you is it? No I was going <laughs> to say He played for who? Inverness? Yep It wasn't he Billy Urquhart? Nope He John Gregg signed He him. also played for Barnsley I think Come on Stephen <laughs> I'm going to have to give you that one then Because you thought you would get it GM GM G G John McGregor Mick McDonald McDonald Oh I played with John McDonald Right this one is tough Celtic in the mid to late 90s And then Ross County early 2000s Also played for Dundee United and St Johnson And even went to Cyprus Oh is it Rocco Quinn? No DH are the initials That's a tough one David Hanna Yes David Hanna And the last one's the hardest No doubt about it I'll just go for initials He played for Rangers 88 to 94 The initials SR Stephen Robertson Stuart Robertson Robertson's right actually Stuart Stephen How would you describe a beach? Sand Robertson Thank you Stephen McGowan and Gordon Diel We are back at 6 o'clock tomorrow Please join us Callum Gallagher is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years